You're listening to After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Hello and welcome to another edition of After the Jack. We're getting to the pointy end of the season in both the weekend and midweek pennant across the Golden Valley playing area. I'm Tyler Marr, your host here in the Shepparton News Studio and as always by my side, Ash Williamson. Welcome back to the show. Thanks Tyler, thanks for having us. Uh, great to be back for another week and uh, cast of thousands in the podcast studio this week. Yes, certainly. It's uh, feeling a bit uh, packed in the uh, the podcast studio here at the News but uh, Brian Nisbet uh, here as always and um, Brian, I'll uh, hand it over to you to uh, control proceedings which is probably uh, my first mistake today and uh, introduce our uh, guests this afternoon. Thanks very much, Tyler, and welcome listeners and welcome, Ash. Yeah, two special guests today. We've doubled up. We've got none other than Carla Miles and Paul Ledger, both from Shepparton Golf Bowling Club. And uh, it's great to see them both give up their time when it is a normal training night out at Shep Golf tonight on Tuesday night. Carla, a great achievement in winning the Golden Valley Bowls Association, Bowls Area, sorry, Champion of Champions Ladies Singles, which was played at your home club, Shepparton and Golf, on the 5th of February. You must have been delighted with this success. Yes, um, of course, always good to have a win. And it was actually the, um, I had won the Golden Valley State Singles in at the end of 22 and then had to wait for the Golden Murray region um, champion to come about. So that was Jenny Wharf, and I played her, yes, on the 5th of Feb at, um, on our, at our home club. And, yeah, of course, delighted to have the win. Um, yeah, just first season playing in, on mainland Australia after living and playing on Norfolk Island. And, yeah, just wrapped to be able to enter and go so far in that event. Now, you represented Norfolk Island, no doubt, didn't you, in the Commonwealth Games? Um, not as a player. I wasn't eligible to be a player. Um, you had to live there for five years to be eligible to play, but I, w- I threw my hat in the ring to be a team manager, which I was successful in. And, uh, yeah, so went over to Birmingham um, last year and managed the women's team. How, how does one end up going from Norfolk Island to Shepparton? And tell us about how you ended up in Norfolk Island originally. What's a bit of your backstory, Carla? Yeah, sure. Uh, we, we've, I've lived around this area most of my life and uh, my husband and I decided with our three girls that we'd have a lifestyle change and we um, packed up and moved to Norfolk Island in 2019. Um, we got work over there and put our kids through school. We've got three girls and I always knew that I was keen to take up bowls at some point. Um, My mother, um, Anne Miles, has um, had a pretty good bowling career and her parents were also champions as well. Um, But it was very easy to take up on Norfolk Island. It's just the club is very central in the island and it's just so convenient to go and train and play there. They have a rolling calendar of events all year. They don't have pennant. Um, one club only. <laughs> um, so I went for a, a bowling lesson um, mid-year 2020 and um, Phil Jones, the coach there, said to me, well, I think you're right to play social bowl tomorrow. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, so I played that and didn't stop, just entered all the events that I could, which was all the disciplines. Um, and they have women's events, men's events mixed and open events and they have at least three international tournaments a year. Yeah. 
so yeah, just took it up and loved it and kept going and yeah, found myself at the Commonwealth Games and got a lot out of that, even though I wasn't playing. And then came back to we decided to move back after living there for over three years and uh, started hunting around for a club to join here. Yeah. Um. So you couldn't get your husband? Is your husband a keen bowler as well, or? He really enjoys it as well. Um, he's probably not quite as keen as me, but he does enjoy it. And um, But, yeah, uh, it's hard for us to both commit the amount of time that you need to play and practice. Yeah, yeah, right. As you said, you're the daughter of the great Anne Miles from Yarrawonga Border Golf, uh, a former winner of the Vic Medal at the Vic Open. Uh, well, you've told us your story about your bowls journey so far, Carla. Uh, did you play much when you are in Yarrawonga with your mum? No, have had never played before North, living on Norfolk Island and and still mum and I haven't had the chance to play a lot together. We, we bowl in different districts. Um, we only live an hour apart, so we do have a roll-up when we get the opportunity, we've played some tournaments which we've had success in, uh, but I look forward to being able to play with her a bit more in the future. Has she, has she, oh, sorry, Brian, no. has she imparted much knowledge since you've taken up the game at all or, you know, how's that um, gone since you've become more keen on the bowls and obviously with her, her um, past achievements as well? Yeah, well, Mum's obviously a big inspiration. Um, I, yeah, we, we haven't actually spent a lot of time together um, for her to impart a lot of knowledge, but the, the little bits and pieces that she has has really been valuable. Um, and, yeah, so, yeah, I look forward to more of that in the future and for her to play a, more of a role as I improve my game. Yeah. And how did you arrive at your destination club, Shep Golf? Well, we live um, north of Shepparton in Bunbartha, um, so a large factor was just the convenience of... Um, getting to and from the club for practice. And uh, so Shep Golf has to be one of the closest clubs. Talagarupna is not far either. Um, so, yeah, and I I did the rounds, had a bit of a practice at all of the clubs, got to meet a few people and Shep Golf invited me in for a um, conversation and really liked their approach to try and get me there and I knew some people there um, ex-work colleagues and a couple from just some social bowls when we happened to visit back in the region. Yeah. So what do you do for work? What were you doing over in Norfolk Island and is it the same um, in Bumbatha or Shepparton? Um, I've got an environmental um, background, so I work for the Goulburn Broken Catchment Management Authority. Um, I did work there for years and then worked in other places in Shepparton, did a couple of different things on Norfolk Island consulting and worked for national parks over there. Um, and I've returned to work at the Catchment Management Authority again. Yeah. So Richard Warburton, would you be familiar with him? He's been that's there for right. a long time, yeah. Yeah, that's where I first met Warby. Um, worked alongside uh, Richard and my husband, Jim, works there as well. So we know Warby quite well and really enjoy playing with Warby. We happen to be in the same rink. Ah. Yeah. That's and cool. how old are your girls, Carla? Uh, they're... We've got twin girls that are 10 and another girl who's 12. Three more bowlers. Butting, yeah, you'll have a rink there. Yes, yep. All three generations one day maybe. You might win the GV um, fours or something like that. Yep. And you'll be playing finals in weekend pennant. Carla, how do you think you will fare in the weekend finals? I think we just always go in 
um, with an attitude that we can win and um, we've got pretty good camaraderie within the team and um, positivity. I think positivity is, is crucial in any game, so I think we'll be taking that with us um, into the finals and and just doing our thing, going through the motions and each of us focusing on our individual performances and the processes of putting down your bowl and uh, focusing on our own rinks and then, of course, uh, encouraging across the board as well. And you've got uh, your you've got Paul leading, and you're playing second in John Hallam's rink currently in Division Two, uh, and Trevor Dunlop is the third. So you've had another strong season, not as strong, probably their um, worst performance over a few years, Ash. But they're still, I believe they'll finish second. Um, one seven, lost five, and drew one. Uh, however, you may not get the double chance. I put that in there, um, but I believe you will. Um, you have to defeat at East East Shepherd at least fourteen four or sixteen two, and hope your row lose the top side Kai this weekend, and that is that Kai Abram. Yeah, how have you found that that ring, Carla? Obviously, John Hallam's won a lot of Division One premierships for Shep Golf. Trevor Dunlop's got a lot of Division One experience. And Paul as well. Um, how's it? How's it? Sort of. What's been the key to that camaraderie being so strong in that rink in particular? Um, I think there's, as you say, there's a lot of experience in the rink, um, and yeah, I'm probably the newest bowler and the newest member of the club and the newest member of that rink. Um, so we, yeah, drawing on that experience and just pulling together and just being positive and supporting each other. Yeah, absolutely. Both me and Carl have been the two, I suppose, main players in the ring. And um, our third and skipper sort of changed. But last week was the first week with John. And, um, yeah, we hopefully we can play together again and keep get some familiarity again. Yeah, yeah and um, what's it been like, Paul, um, this season for you in the Division 2 side? Sort of, um, Brian's mentioned the results have been a bit up and down and sort of a lot of the sides in that top bracket have sort of beat each other at different times of the year. How have you found... Found your, found your um, form this season? Yeah, the form's been a little bit up and down, but generally I'm fairly happy with it. Yeah. Um, we've probably... Well, Kai's only had the one loss of the year, and that was against us. And only how I'm green, we beat them, I think, by around the 74 shots, I think. Yeah. That's spot on. And then we played them oh, two or three weeks ago, and we lost by... Come down the last end, and we lost by two or three shots. But I think... Uh, yeah, we've had some two a win each, so I think it's... Yeah, if we get ourselves on, a, on another green, and yeah, see how we go. I feel confident. Well, Shep Golf's uh, shot differential plus 309 is far superior to anyone else, which indicates you have really thrashed some sides. As you, you beat, as yeah, you said, you beat Kai, Kai by, by 74. We've had a couple of good wins and, against Bruton and Golf. And they the beat year. you by three shots in round 12. So that's a big turnaround for Kai. Uh, Paul, your opinion on the winners of each division... Should they be promoted, irrespective of whether that particular team already has a another team in that for di- division? Yeah, I don't know a lot about it, but I probably would rather see just the one, I think the one side from each club in each division. I think that's how I'd probably prefer to see it. Yeah. What about you, Carla? What are your views on that? Um, what do you mean by promoted? So, well, so if if Division Two Shep Golf was to win the Premiership, you're, the team that you're playing in on Saturdays, you could potentially get promoted and play Division One, and then Shep Golf would have two Division One sides in the same grade. Mm. Oh, 
I'm not sure my view. Um, I think they're, they're, that presents a lot of opportunities for people to move up and keep improving on their bowls. So I'm yeah. probably in favour of it. Yeah, look, I think it's probably the big um, ex- or the, the best example uh, a few years ago. Shep Park had two sides in the Division 1 midweek competition and because one side was clearly superior to the second one, then they went down the year after and then they won Division 2 again and came back up. So they were just flipping and flopping grades every couple of years sort of and um, clearly one side was sort of stacked, I guess you'd say. Um, so it's hard to sort of get the balance right between the two sides and give both sides... I guess, an equal chance of being competitive. I think that's the only sort of argument against it, Brian. Yes, uh, but I still believe... Well, I've changed my policy on... I believe if you're good enough to win your division, you Mm. should be promoted. Yeah, look, and... um, Well, you're the best side in that division. Well, that's right. And um, clearly, I think, you know, um, Kyabram and Shepherd and Golf... Um, would have a side in Division 2 that would be more than competitive, I think, in Division 1, just looking at their their sides and their depth overall. So it would, it would be interesting to see a club have two sides in Division 1 and whether they could both be competitive and make the four. 21 in straight through. Your view, Paul and Carlos, on that? Um, I'm probably a traditionalist and I'm probably... I like the 25 ends, I think, and yeah, I'm happy with that, yeah. Uh probably say the opposite. I am just have only been introduced to games with a break in it since bowling here and um, probably prefer just to have one game, which and I feel like when you have that break, you're essentially playing two games yep. um, and that can be an advantage sometimes or it can go against you. But, yeah, I'm, I'm probably in favour of a straight-through game. And your Division 1 weekend team uh, will be in the big dance again, no doubt. And we'll start a warm favourite to take out the pennant title once again, I believe. What, what have you learned, Carla, sort of coming to Shep Golf and seeing the likes of Brett Foley and Brad Orr and seeing how they practice and maybe catching the odd parts of their, their pennant games? Um, what's that been like to be around um, this year? Mm. Well, we're often not around each other when we're playing because yep. we're on at different locations. So I feel like I've probably um, um, yet to experience uh, watching them bowl and them watching me and others bowl mm-hmm. as well. Um, so, yeah, we probably cross paths at training and not all the time, mm-hmm. um, but sometimes. And, yeah, of course, their success has been inspiring and, um, you know, personally um, it's inspiring and gives you something to aim towards because, yeah, you want to keep um, pushing boundaries and and heading up the ladder as well. Yeah, I think it helps when your Division 1 side's really strong and that success flows down through the grades. I think it sort of creates that culture of success, doesn't it, Paul, which you've been a part of in the Division 1 side and Division 2. Um, it sort of it creates, a you know, the pressure's on for spots. Spots, yeah, like everyone, yeah, and I'm very competitive, so I hate, hate to lose as well, so... Um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think it's been a successful club for a lot of years now and our ones and twos have just got to get that, I suppose, that strength across all three or four teams just to try and get all teams in the finals, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And what's it like, Carla, playing with Paul? You played with him in the state mixed pairs. How'd you fare in that? Yeah, I enjoy playing with Paul. We, um, As he said, we've been a constant all year in our rink uh, on weekends and we practice a lot together so we know each other's game pretty well and... Often um, I'm playing playing immediately after Paul in a game and we, we support each other in that way. 
Um, so I think that's really helped and we, we did well. We played our first game together in the state pairs and we didn't um, we didn't progress but we were really happy with our bowls and we'll we'll probably look yeah. at that next year as well. Yeah, we're in a strong sort of section and we sort of only went down by two shots in, in every – we played pretty much Division 1 bowlers in every match so it was – it was good competition and we were a bit stiff not to probably win yep. a couple of them, but yeah, we played well. Who skipped out of the pair of you? Carla skipped and I yep. led. Yep. Yeah, no, that's she good. very well. Yeah. And um, I guess... Skipped against Darren Kelly, Jeff Beattie and Cole Powers, so all Division One bowlers and... And held her own, so, yeah, it was good. I guess entering those sorts of things, though, you know, that you always grow whether you win or lose and having the opportunity to play people that you might not necessarily come up against in pennant, that's what it's all about, the GV events and exposing you to that sort of stuff. Yeah, I mean, as I said, on Norfolk Island there were events you could enter all the time and I just took the attitude that I should go in everything that I possibly can, yeah. you know, given other commitments. But um, <coughs> And I think the first... The, First coach on Norfolk Island said to me, "It's you know apart from the mental side of the game, it's about muscle memory. So the more bowls you can get down, and the best practices in tournaments. So um, I played in the Vic Open as well, and um, and just entered what I could with the state events. Although it's pretty challenging for the women's events because they're largely the held on Wednesday, Thursday. So the singles was the only state event that I entered um, with the women's events, and glad I did." Brian, is that reckon? Is that something you think should be looked at in the future? Well, played Ch- midweek. While changing the or making it more flexible for workers, workers basically. Yeah. I don't see why. Well, it's the, that's um, that case for the men's events. Like out there in the finals of the champion champions, why you couldn't? Um, it doesn't have to be on the one green. Why the ladies couldn't play on a Sunday, or or the I should say, that, yeah, the ladies on a Sunday, mm. the same as the men. Yeah, well, that's right. Like all the men's events are, seem to be on the weekends, so it doesn't yeah. interfere with any of that. So I think it'd be fair. Shepherd and golf's um, golfing uh, pennant and tournaments. Um, I believe two years ago, or maybe one season ago, opened up the opportunity for club um, games to be played Wednesday to Sunday um, in the women's grades. And yeah, I, I think it's a pretty no no brainer um, to to try and open that up. You know, you. Obviously, you play midweek bowls, but it's no longer men's and women's pennant. Like, mm. no, that's um, right. State events should all be on a Sunday where possible, as far as I'm concerned. No, I agree. Now, Carly, you'll be looking forward to going to Bendigo to play in the state championships. They're later in March, aren't they? In March? Uh, it's the weekend of the 22nd of April it commences. Oh, it's April, that, is it? I'm playing. Well, it must have weekend. been a misprint. It said March. And I thought, well, that, you know, I didn't think it was right. Yeah, April, yep. It's, now, right, it's right after the end of the They're good season. greens, fantastic greens down there. It's at Benigo East, I think. So, And are you going up to play in the Australian Open? No, I would like to, but it's just too much of a commitment with uh, work and family. So I'd like to get there at some stage, but not this year. No doubt Anne would be going up. Yeah, I think she's going up and um, she's also... Uh, I'm not sure that they've worked out the timing, but she's in the over 60s Jackaroos um, for the second yes. time. That's and, great. And um, probably got some games coming up there as well. So what sort of preparation will you do um, for the singles stuff? Obviously you'll have your pennant, which is different sort of format to your trying to um, you know, have some practice games against people down at Shep Golf or what's Yeah. That? Yep. Yeah, pennant's very different with the two bowls and it's obviously a real team effort, but um, as much as I can getting... Getting down there, um, ideally with another person to practice singles and, um, yeah, just getting the, the bowls in 
uh, trying out a few different greens. I'm not familiar with Bendigo East, so um, probably won't get there before before the event. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just I suppose just um, thinking thinking about it and uh, the strategy and that well, sort of thing. Well, you, you've got a, um, a past Shepherd and Golf A and B grade club singles champion to, if you want to sort of put through your paces. Yeah, yeah, any time, so yeah, there's always... Yeah, now, so it's, uh, I suppose Carl and Jenny got the champion champion, women's pairs tomorrow as well, so it's another big, hopefully, a win for us as well. How'd you go defending your singles title this year, Paul, obviously after the double last year? You would have been a hunted... Oh, I had a buy in the first round and <laughs> got through me second round and Brett Foley beat me in the third round, about 21-15, I think, so oh, had a good yeah. game. So, yeah. And he ended up making the final as well. Yeah, Brett made the final against Fergie and Ferg that so no I was happy with my game and Brett was just a little bit too good yeah. uh, just to conclude Carla uh, Carmen Anderson's uh, household name in Norfolk Island or at the Bowls Club over there how many uh, did she ever get beaten in the singles at the club while she was playing there uh, well her name's up on the board all o- boards all over the club um, I'm not sure if she did but it's pretty unlikely that she did she doesn't live on Norfolk Island anymore but she represents and she was of course in the Commonwealth Games team she's a two-time world um, champion as well and uh, she's still got it she's getting on in age but she's you know she's still having success uh, I think up she's north qu- as well yeah I think she's Queensland based isn't she yeah, yeah. I think so yeah yeah but she's a real personality. Uh, when the World Bowls was out here, the ladies' World Bowls, uh, Norfolk Island, the Fiji ladies were get, were welcome, were hosted by East Shepherd, and uh, I'll tell you what, they they like a VB, particularly the Fiji, <laughs> and I think Carmen Anderson might have a, a VB as well. So they really they really enjoyed their time in Australia. They loved it. Yeah, she, and she, she is, is a real character. She is. She's great. Value. Great personality for bowls. Yeah, she is ambassador. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for coming in, Paul and Carla. Really appreciate that on a practice night. It was great to sort of hear what's been happening up with Carla's story and the two of you playing pennant together quite often and all those sorts of things. Good luck for the rest of the season. Uh, Same to you as well. Yeah, go get them. Thank you. Thank you. You're listening to After The Jack, a McPherson Media Group production. Yeah, welcome back to After The Jack. We'll uh, hop into the weekend review of games played on the 17th and 18th of February. Uh, it was a file town and Rushworth secured the double chance in Division 7. After the second last round of matches, Rushworth lost their second game in a row after being on top. To Wielden, who consolidated third spot as a result, Alex fourth precariously hold fourth spot from Seymour by two points after going down to topside Volatown by 13 shots. And Seymour ended Avonall's faint hopes of them playing finals by five shots at Avonall. Kai Yeh and Yarara safely in the final four in Division 6 with only one point separating Dukey and Stanhope and a further three points back to Park. Park went down to Shep Golf by five at home. Kai seven points clear on top from third-placed Yaroa. Uh, from, yeah, from third-place Yaroa. 
They defeated Stanhope by 32 at home. That's Kai Abram. And Dukey, six, defeated Yay, who are second by two points to sneak past both Stanhope and Park into the four. And Uroa were too strong for Marupna by 17 shots away. Alex will win the minor premiership in Division 5 after counting for Dukey, who are second by eight shots at home. Eildon fifth, fresh third place, Colbo by 48 shots. Bit of a surprise. At home, yeah, that's a big win. I, I actually picked Colbo, I think, so... To put them level on points, with Merch, with Merch, with one round to play, and only twelve shots in arrears as well. So um, Eildon, Eildon are going to um, really—it's out of Eildon and uh, Murchison for that fourth to, spot to see who will play. Yeah, fourth spot. Um, Tad Hilltop replaced Merrigan in sixth spot with a seven-shot win at home. Vri eighth, lost. Lost to fourth place Murchis in the home by 12 shots and East forfeited to Marupna Golf Club due to lack of players. Kyabram, Violet, Kyabram, VRI, Yarrow and Tad Hilltop will finish in that order in Division 4. Park 6 kept Seymour winless for the season by 51 shots at home. Tad Hilltop fourth defeated topside Kai by two shots at home in an upset. Uh, which is a great fillip for Hilltop now for their finals chances. Tally fifth defeated East seven by 16 shots at Chep Park. And VRI second fresh third place Yaroa by 35 shots at Yaroa. Rushworth currently second, may miss the finals in Division 3. After being defeated by fifth place Stanhope by 29 shots at Stanhope. Nagambi now in the box seat for the double chance after defeating bottom side Avenal by 37 shots at home. Seymour a minor premiers after defeating seventh place Marupna by 37 shots at Marupna and Park probably finished Shep Golf Slim Hopes by defeating them by 27 shots at Shep Golf. But, but Park could still miss the final, which we'll talk about with our preview of this weekend as well. Yep. Uh, Kai had a minor premiers in Division 2. However, they only just uh, got home over seventh place hilltop by two shots at home. Yeah, this Winning was nearly, only one rink. Nearly a huge upset, yeah. Park fourth defeated Chep Golf third at home by 11 shots to gain bragging rights prior to the finals. Yaroa second defeated Maripna Golf by 44 shots to remain second. However, they play Kai away next round and may relinquish the double chance. And Tally fifth defeated seventh, placed east by thirty-seven by thirty-eight shots at Park. Shep goal for the minor premiers again for at least eight years in a row in Division One after narrowly defeating last year's premiers Tally by two shots in the classic encounter at Shep Golf. Went down to the last bowl by David Dawes. Yes. East won three rinks against second place Kai, but a brilliant display by the rink of Denzel Cartwright, Greg Schilling, Charlie Boswood and Rob Ansett, who won 40-13. And I was sorry to say I played in that rink, uh, losing rink. Clinched the victory by seven shots overall and shored up the double chance for them. Hang on, Brian. Right. Now, he, tell us about this Friday night game because a bit of controversy from all reports um, it was quite warm on Friday night. Tell us your version of events as it happened on the ground. Uh, well, when I got out there, 
Oh, they took a reading, I think, at 5 o'clock. It was 41.4. With the game set to start at 6? At quarter to 6, roll up, yep. Mm-hmm. And at 6 o'clock, I believe the temperature was um, was still 39.9. So you can't start? No, you have to be below 38. Right. And the reading was taken from the box in between the two carpet greens. Yep. Because that's a rule. There's no rule for undercover. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I think the undercover reading was a couple of degrees below. Right. It'd have okay. to be. Yep. Um, anyway, which, we which, waited until 7 p.m. So that you've got an hour from the start time, and if, if it's yep. still not cool enough after that hour, the game's off, isn't it? Yeah, well, apparently the temperature dropped just enough. I'll say it was just under 38 at 7pm and we commenced our roll-up. Now, I think it would have been in Kyabram's best interest to make sure this game went ahead because I think they would have been eyeing off an 18-0 win to try and shore up second spot. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. And um, it probably was in East Shepparton's best interest for the game to get called off and bank nine points in terms of avoiding the bottom spot. And it nearly backfired on Kai, really. Well, it did. And there's two... Were they forcing the issue to get the game going? Yeah, they wanted the game to get going. I, I don't blame them. We wanted the game to go on against Shep Park last year and yes. similar circumstances, you were a participant. Yep. Um, and the same... I believe a bit of common sense should have come into the argument. Um, it's something that's not written in the laws, but... When you're playing undercover, whether at Shep Park or East, this mightn't happen again for another 10 years. But I believe we should have started. This is my if, – if I was manager, I would have pushed for a start, even though most of the players would have been against it. Mm. But I believe you're there to play bowls. You should participate if you can. And you play the game. And we should have started probably on time or very shortly after. But – an umpire was in, and I'm not blaming the umpire. He's only doing his job, but it's ridiculous to have a rule like that still in the still in the manual. Yeah, what? and 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 the win news Friday night's become a bit of a joke if you're playing a game Friday night now, and yeah. it's 41 degrees forecast for Friday, and you're playing a match, and I was, probably people say, oh, it's not going to be 41 at six o'clock, but it was 39 at RSL for a night game yes, about Shep six Park. years ago and the temperature gauge was put in the icebox. Yes. Um, to get it below the thing, and that's a true story. Getting back to the actual game, what was the feeling like when East were a chance of doing the unthinkable? Well, were Kai from getting a bit yeah, they n- were. nervous? They were getting a bit nervous. It was a few, um, one black, one... One particular supporter was um, escorted from the premises. Right. Because they believe he was coaching um, his son. We won't mention any names, but they'll probably, someone will work it out. <laughs> and um, I thought that was a bit tough. Uh, I mean, I'm, I wasn't, didn't even know he'd been ejected. Apparently he was coaching and, you know, he'd had a few um, lubricants during the night. But I played with this guy at another club and he's, He's never been in trouble before, so yeah, I was amazed that he was kicked out of the um, out of the premises. What, what do you mean coaching? You, it's not the Australian Open tennis, Brian. You, you can't. You, it's not a well. One of the opposition game. players accused him of coaching. 
Yeah. But why is that an accusation? You, you're allowed to give advice to well, players I'll, on the green. Well, I'm, I'm, I agree with you, mate. That's yeah. ridiculous. And, and yeah, well, I think it was over the top. But he, here's where here's where the um, the issue is. If Kyburn was 60 shots up overall, would it have been an issue? No. Probably not. No, no, no. Exactly. No. So because they were probably a bit antsy about the fact that they were a chance of getting rolled by the second bottom side, all of a sudden these little things become big issues, don't they? Well, we were up with two ends to go and we did a five and a and a two and the game's all over, a five and a three. And yeah. But that Brink bowled, mag- you know, they bowled brilliantly. So three of us come up from Division 2. Uh, Kevin Cox, um, he was up against it. I mean... You know, I, I felt sorry for Kevin in the finish. Uh, you know, he's under pressure all the time. And we had five ends to play everyone else. We finished an hour after. 11.30, we put down our last <laughs> bowl. Jeez. I'm normally in bed at 9 o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Um, the other couple of games, Brian, there, there was another upset. Yeah, there was. Um, Hilltop defeated Chep Park. Yeah, look, um, I guess it was a bit of a dead rubber for both sides. There wasn't anything really to be gained in terms of ladder positions, but it's a pretty disappointing effort from Park. Um, sort of, I felt there was not really any intent or purpose when we sort of turned up to the game. Um, it was like, you know, the job was done sort of thing, fourth spot. Um, but, you know, we faced the very real possibility of going into the elimination final on the back of three losses, which is not what you want. We want to be building sort of momentum at the right time. So, Full credit to Hilltop. They outplayed us on three of the rinks pretty much. Paul Nichols, um, you know, won his rink really well against Nick Boyd, but didn't deserve to win, um, didn't play with the right intent or purpose and um, got our just desserts, really. Yeah, that's a bit sad, but uh, I think you should treat it as um, a normal, well, as a, a as practice for the final. You could experiment a bit, but you got to win, don't you? Yeah. And it, that winning culture. And it all comes down to preparation as well. You know, it was really hot on Friday night. There wasn't a lot of people practising, which is Friday's one of our practice nights. Um, yeah, so I think it's just sort of coasting into the finals. We've got tally this week. Hopefully that intensity lifts a bit more against a side that we're probably going to have to play again the following week. So. Well, you'll play each other two weeks yeah, in a row. That's exactly right. And the other game, Brian, was Marupner and Stanhope. I, well, I picked this one. You did? Stanhope quite comfortably, I thought, at home. They'd be far too good for them. And, um, look, I think that pretty much resigns Marupner Tyler now to the bottom spot. They need a miracle in the last round. Uh, effectively, yeah. It's uh, th- uh, from when I last checked, it was 13 points of difference. Uh, they need... Um, uh, yes. A significant win over Tatura Hilltop and East Shepparton to get uh, minimal to zero points. Um, I'll quickly run through midweek results yes. from today. There was three divisions that played a final round with more teams in those competitions. Looking at Division 4, Eildon swept Seymour 71-38 at home. Alexandra far too good for East Shep 75-38. Uh, Tatura Hilltop snuck over the line against Kai 58-50, 14-2. Dookie beat Merrigan 62-55, 14-2. And there was a draw between Murchison and Sheppenham Park, 50 shots, 56 shots apiece. Murch won two of the three rinks, so they took nine points to seven, meaning the final ladder was Alexandra Eildon. They'll play in the qualifying final. Dookie and Sheppenham Park, uh, courtesy of that draw, um, they they finished ahead of Murchison, 149 points to 141. So looking ahead at finals for next week, these will be played at Nagambi, Dookie v. Shepparton Park in the elimination, Alexandra v. Yildon. 
Um, looking at Division 3, last round today, Namurka swept Marupna Golf 81-53. Uh, Shep Park went to Kyabram and won 87-43, took all the points there. Seymour VRI went to Euroa 73-60, 14 points to 2. East Shepparton only won one rink, but it was enough against Shepparton Golf 70-59. to and Avenal took all the points, 81-60 over Nagambi, meaning the final ladder is Seymour VRI on top from Shepparton Park, Namurka and Kyabram. Very tight there, 170 points, and fifth was Avenal on 166. Finals next week, the uh, qualifying final will be Seymour VRI and Shep Park at Shep Golf, and also at Shep Golf in the elimination, Namurka against Kyabram. Uh, the other round that was played today, Division 2, Tally Garupna finished um, this, the regular season 77-62 over Shep Golf, 14 points to 2. Marupna Golf swept Stanhope, 84-53. Seymour took all the points against Marupna, 88-63. Tat Hilltop over East Shepparton, 78-69, 14 points to 2. And a huge result here, Kyabram, 80-55, 12 points to 4 over Shep Park. You don't see this very often, a 46-8 to eight, uh, rink result. Phil Denham over Heath Matthews was the difference there. Looking at the final ladder, um, Kyabram, uh, they finished on top from Shep Park. Third was Tally Garupna, courtesy of today's win, 175 points. Shep Golf finished one point ahead of East Shepparton, Brian. So uh, not quite enough for your boys or your team, sorry. Uh, disappointing. Our rink finished second overall for the year after um, Phil Denham's. All our positions skipped third, second and lead. We stayed together. But uh, no, the Hilltop were too good. Uh, today, um, the rink we played, well, you could say they put us out of the finals. Coxie's rink went down too. Good win by Janice Delmenico's rink. But Keith Smith, uh, Ken Cornell, Johnny Crilly, Jeff McMullen bowled exceptionally well. They led us 17-3 at one stage, and we got within about five, and then they just went – then we did a four and – Kicked away. Yeah, kicked away. We had a – you know, Kevin Cox was last to finish again. He must love um, being this, you know. He's got to come from behind each week or, or – um, yeah. And he played – his last shot was a ripper, but um, put the kitty in the ditch, but they still had the closest bowl when we needed three or four to – to win overall. Yeah, so it went the opposite. Um, and looking ahead at the finals next week, um, Tally Garupner will play Shep Golf in the elimination at Hilltop. Uh, the qualifying final, a rematch of the last round, Kybram v Shep Park. Uh, be interesting to see whether Shep Park swings any changes as a result of today's game. And I'll just quickly run through the other divisions that will have finals next week. Uh, Shep Park v E Shepparton in the elimination final Division 1, Edna Harling, Edna Harling Shield. And uh, our guests, Paul Ledger and Carla Miles, will be playing for Shep Golf against Kyabram uh, in the qualifying, and that'll be at Tatura. And in Division 5, at Nagambi as well, Avenal v Rushworth and Shepparton Park versus Euroa. So good luck to all the teams playing in the midweek competition finals next Tuesday. Certainly, and it's the uh, the last round of the uh, weekend pennant on Saturday. Brian, uh, Alan Matheson Shield, not many uh, live games, I suppose, but... Um, we'll just know, run we, through the Div 1, I think, yeah. A few interesting ones uh, to, to come. Yeah, the Div 1, yes, next week. 
Oh, we'll, we'll start with, do you want to start with um, Tally and Shep Park? I think that's the one that probably has got the most interest behind it in terms of, I think these sides will probably come up against each other in the uh, in the elimination final. How do you see it shaping up, Tyler? Well, it's interesting because uh, obviously Tally's been playing uh, at Shep Park as well, so hmm. um, certainly no excuses on on the surface, uh, whatever it may be, although I assume it'll be out on the grass. Yeah, yep, I think it'll be on the... Um, on the foundation green, so um, not where they've been playing their games on the other grass green, their home games. But, um, look, certainly I think Park's got a lot to improve on from last week's letdown against Hilltop. And I think Tally Grutner does too, though. They would have felt that that was one that got away last week where they led golf quite comfortably early on. And Yeah. Um, I think oh, Aidan Payne, a sports editor here at the Shep News, swung past with the camera and golf was 50-odd um, to 30-odd. To I mean, sorry, Tally was 50-odd to 30-odd up. Um, and, and on top. Yeah. Um, but, you know, golf was able to, to peg them back and pit them at the post. So yeah. I think they'll have a bit to prove this week as well. Um, I, yeah, and it'll be interesting to see with the team makeups. Like, um, I think Mark Ryan's rinks sort of struggled in the last few weeks. He's missed the odd game um, a couple of weeks ago, and Kyle Pugh stepped up and skipped. Um, that front end sort of maybe not, um, you know, putting putting the opposition under pressure. So whether they can find someone from Division 2 or change some things around, but you sort of don't want to try and strengthen one rink and then weaken another. You know, like I thought maybe Scott Adams could maybe go over. He led for Mark Ryan in the premiership season, but then that would take something away from David Dawes' rink, which has been flying. So it's a it's a hard one to find the balance at this time of year. And Shep Park's got its own selection issues as well. I mean, um, Josh Warren's rink's really been struggling for consistency. Um, you know, Paul Warren's rink was was you know disappointing um, last week as well at times. And and you know Dennis Beck's rink. Um, sort of drop some numbers as well. So whether they try and tinker with the combinations, I know it's sort of getting cl- close to too late, but I think, um, you know, this would be a good opportunity to do it. And if they don't work, well, you know, at least you've got next week where you can go back to that. But I think this might be a bit of an experimental time for both sides. Yeah, I think it will be. Exactly. Who, who's going to win? Oh, Tally. Tally 16-2 for mine. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep. Uh, next game. Uh, so, Tatura Hilltop hosting Marut. No, this one listed for Hilltop. Uh, how was that green running on the weekend? Ash? Yeah, look, it was running pretty well. Um, the speed was good. Um, you know, a few little tricks in it, but, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. We sort of struggled, I think, mainly with the, the speed and, you know, a bit of wind and that. We just didn't adjust to the conditions, didn't have the right mindset at times. Um, certainly nothing wrong with the greens and no excuse, really. Um I think Tatura Hilltop will take a lot of confidence out of that win and finish their season with two straight. Um, and I think they'll be far too good for Marupna. Yeah, I think the Bulldogs will, will roll on. And, um, the, you know, it doesn't mean a lot, but but finishing above Stanhope in fifth would be, yeah. um, uh, you know, something to, to hang their hats on and, and be proud of at the end of the season, I think. Yeah, I think it'll be a case of sort of too little too late. You know, they um, had a chance to really try and set their season up in the first half and things didn't go to plan and... Um, you know, it's small consolation to pick up a couple of wins at the end, Brian. Yeah, but the Tad Hilltop sixteen two by I reckon thirty shots. Yep. Yeah, something along that. Um, East Shepherd and Ho- uh, East Shepherd and heads to Shepherd and Golf. Uh, that will be. Uh, this is listed as a ten a.m. start. That is uh, correct at the moment. So I think. Uh, what are they, golf worried about the heat again? Are they? It is meant to be hot again. Uh, so I think golf. Yeah, I know East uh, were able to pull off something. Uh, Almost, almost pull off something last week, but um, I think golf will 
Can't reckon I'll stay in the side, Ash. Well, I hope so for we your did, sake, We did Brian. gloss over that a little bit, yeah. that uh, Brian had to mention that oh, I was involved yeah. in the uh, in know, the big loss, but it was in Division ball. 1. Add, add, added another game to your tally, mate. What are you up to? Oh, About four, four or 500? Yeah. Um, looking at the weather app, only going to be 32, Brian, so yeah, why are you yeah, starting I, early? I don't know. I didn't know until today, yeah. until Gary Russell came up and said, I'll see you Saturday at 10 o'clock. I said, yeah. well... I don't know where I'll be there, mate. They, they seem to have become great humanitarian ship golf and worrying about the welfare of players playing in the heat. I'm not sure where it's come from, but it uh, seems a bit interesting to me. But um, whether you started at 10 a.m. or 10 p.m., Brian, I think you'll have an uphill battle. Yeah, whether we played them on the, you know, on the stones out the front, yeah. we still wouldn't win. Um, no, look, I think Shep Golf will go in, you know, with a bit of confidence, although... Yeah, 18, Zip. Yeah. Um, yeah. They haven't been the imperious Shep Probably Golf. Probably 55 shots minimum. And uh, Stanhope Kyabram to wrap us up. A uh, bit of a bounce-back spot here for Kyabram, you would hope. Um, they're currently nine points ahead of tally uh, for that double chance. So you, you'd, you'd expect them to go there and... Uh, uh, or eight points, sorry. Um, yeah. you'd, but you'd expect them to go there and well, get the job done. Well, they'll, they'll have to be careful. I mean, they don't want to drop a silly one in the last round and then if Tally, you know, rolls Shep, Shep Park, all of a sudden the double chance is gone. So I think um, they'll have learnt some lessons from last week. Whether they make any changes, Brian, I don't know. Um, they, ha- they have had a habit of rinks that sort of have underperformed. Um, they haven't been scared to sort of change some combinations, but I think they'll be firing on all cylinders in this Well, it's, uh, I don't mind saying these Sheps is a Vision 2 side, and for them to get three rinks against uh, oh, one of the favourites for the flag, terrific I effort. mean, there's, there's a few warning signs there. Well... Shep, Shep Park only got, I think, one or two rings in one game and one in the other. So, you know, you've done better than most sides against Kyabram this year. What did you think was the key on the East rinks that did win and what was wrong with Kyabram? Where are the warning signs? Well, on our rink, there were no warning signs. That, that rink, you'd swear over the top rink in the GV the way they bowled. Yep. And David Cartwright's rink struggled early on. Yes. Greg Schilling was brilliant. I yep. mean, absolutely, you know. I've never seen a – it's a while since I've played Division 1, but I haven't seen a rink perform that well. Do you reckon maybe Rayner and Beattie Can't might have been – a better win. Yeah, do you reckon they may have been trying a bit hard against their old club or – Yeah, they could have been. I mean, you go you either fire against them or you play ordinary, Yeah, don't you? Yeah, and um, and they were on the losing end. But um, right. I think they'll be too good for Stan Oh, yeah, 18-zip. I agree. All right, well, thanks very much for joining us on – after the Jack for another week, we thank Carla Miles and Paul Ledger for, for joining the crew this week. And um, good luck to everyone playing out there on Saturday and, and in the uh, midweek pennant finals on Tuesday. We'll be there to wrap it up next week. That was After the Jack, a McPherson Media Group production.